The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble. It has been a minute, but I am your host with the most, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure to check out Hoop Ball on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets online, hoop-ball.com. Definitely make sure to jump on that. I know it's been a minute, but like I always say, the great content they have is unmatched. If you're looking for information from a fantasy perspective, the Hoop Ball Loyalty Program is out and about. You have the All Rookie Podcast, which my man Will has been just balling out on. Uh, one just dropped on the Kings winning the 2021 Summer League. So that happened. Definitely check that out. Fantasy NBA Today, Dan Bespris doesn't rest, never takes a break. It's always going. We have our draft guide, which has been popping out content all week long for percentage killers to shut down the rest risks to the whole nine yards. So definitely make sure to look at all that. Plus our season wrap-ups. I mean, it's just a lot. So do it. Just do yourself a favor and check it out. Today is, what is today? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Payday. The 18th of August. And you know we have some news to cover. So, like I like to say, let's get into it. But first, I have to share my experience because it has been a week and some change since I've been on my last show. And the reason why it has been that long is because I was in Vegas for NBA Summer League. I was in Vegas for NBA Summer League without my uh, laptop, so didn't have that. But I had a lot of fun there. I was a member of Sports Business Classroom, which is almost like a, a cross between a boot camp and like... Uh, an experience for anyone interested in breaking into sports and how they can best do that. And you learn all about the NBA from operations through the salary cap, you know, um, scouting analytics, a little bit of media as well. You have great teachers that are there to guide you and help you from the great Larry Kuhn to Dave Dufour to Bo Estes to Eric Pincus. I mean, so many reputable people that know their stuff and are really trying to help you. I had a tremendous experience myself. Um, just, I can't even put into words the the amount of fun I had there. Like, it, it, it it's hard to put into words. I just said I couldn't do it, and I can't do it. I had a total blast. I went in there, you know, determined just to give my all to network, to meet people and make friends and, and make connections in this crazy kind of sports world to try to find a, a clearer focus for this podcast and what I want to do with that and also my role in sports media and where I fit in and how I can continue to grow that out and, and make something happen from there. And I found all that and more. You know, I watched uh, decent basketball. I definitely met a lot of dope people who are going to be going places. You'll be hearing a lot of them over the coming weeks on the show, um, but you'll be seeing a lot more of them outside of this as well because they're just absolute stars. Uh, Larry, Dave, Bo, Eric. I mean, the list goes on and on of great people that I was able to work with and how cool they were. It was, they were they were dope. It was a, a, a just a beautiful experience, um, one that felt like it was taking forever in the moment, but then ran by way too fast, and now I'm, you know, a couple days out now, it's just been over a week since I went into Vegas, and I'm back home, and I'm like, wow, what happened, where'd the time go, can't wait till next year, you know, um, definitely make sure to check out Sports Business Classroom, if you're looking to break into basketball, or learn more about it, it, it it's a complete experience, I, 
I think that anyone who is interested in it can take a lot from it, whether you are, you know, trying to break into the league from a working for the front office perspective or working into media perspective or just want to network with great people who also are into sports. It's the one place where you can have dinner and get into great debates about, you know, who your top five NBA players are and not go crazy as you go deep into the proverbial weeds. Uh, and I did that many a time. So enjoyed it. Just great time. Loved it. Wish I could rewind the past week. It was a lot of fun. But I am glad to be back here with y'all and to get the show back on the road. Just wanted to share how fun it was to go out there and, and you know, just be immersed in Summer League. It was a great experience. My first time out there. And wow. That's all I got to say. Wow. It was just a lot of fun. But we got news. So, you know, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, NBA schedule news to start. The NBA announced the Christmas Day slate of games yesterday. So, you know, we got literally very, very short amount of time before the league is back up. Uh, and because the NBA announced their Christmas Day slate of games, they also went into the opening night games, which, you know, will come up when the season starts in just under two months on October 19th. It is crazy. Like I said, today's the 18th. In just under two months, we will have the new NBA season right back up and rolling. So definitely hyped for that. The opening night of the 2021-2022 schedule starts off with a monster doubleheader featuring the Brooklyn Nets against the defending champ Milwaukee Bucks, who, you know, you could say wouldn't be the defending champs if the Nets were healthy and Kevin Durant's, you know, shoe was like a half size shorter, whole bunch of other factors that didn't come into it because Milwaukee won and they earned it. But that's game one, followed by the hopefully new and improved Golden State Warriors visiting the revamped, for the third time now, Los Angeles Lakers at Staples Center. So that's day one, and that's going to be a lot of fun on October 19th. We'll break down. We have team previews to get into. We'll have schedule rundowns to get into, predictions for that. It's all in the future. We don't got to worry about it right now. But we also got our Christmas games. So here's the rundown for that, and here's the reminder that all times here are Eastern. We start off with, you know, that morning game that usually features the Knicks. And guess what? No exception. The Knicks will play the Hawks. Yes, Trey Young is going back to play the Knicks. We saw what he did in Madison Square Garden last season's playoffs, but that will be at 12 p.m. Then the Milwaukee Bucks will face the Boston Celtics at 2.30. Not excited for that game. I just don't see how Boston is... Uh, it's too early to go into it, but, like, the Bucks are the fame champs and Boston got worse. So that's my initial uh, prediction on that one. But moving on, the Phoenix Suns will not be playing the Bucks. obviously. They will be playing the Golden State Warriors at 5 o'clock. That should be an interesting game. It is the Suns' first Christmas game since the year 2000, so 11 years ago. Crazy. Then we have the Lakers, because you know you got to have the Lakers. They are playing the Brooklyn Nets again. They're going to basically have... Uh, I mean, they're not playing the Brooklyn Nets again. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets for the first time. My mistake there. <laughs> Whoops. At 8 p.m. I saw Nets. I saw Lakers. I panicked, okay? Don't blame me. And then finally, you have the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell versus the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, and nightcap of a game that, mm, like, I'll watch them. I'm going to watch all of them. It's Christmas. This is what we do. But I feel like, like most Christmas games, you have two core games and then a bunch of, like, kind of interesting games in one game that's like the Knicks. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It should be a lot of fun. I'm excited to kind of dig into that. But again, a lot more time for that, as well as, you know, other schedule updates that will be coming over the coming weeks. Plenty of time before the NBA season starts again. Got news, though. Got trades that happen. First off, the Clippers acquiring Eric Bledsoe again. So on Sunday, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Clippers traded Pat Beverly 
Roger Rondo, and Daniel Toro, uh, their young center, to the Memphis Grizzlies for guard Eric Bledsoe. Uh, the Clippers announced this on Monday, uh, and they also shared, well, they didn't share, but we found out the deal, saves the Clippers $30 million in luxury tax and creates an $8.3 million traded player exception that they will have a year to use. So they definitely get some more financial flexibility with that, which is good for them because they're a team that's kind of all the way tied up. So Bledsoe, he's 31. He was drafted by the Clippers in 2010. He spent the first three of his years uh, of his career with the franchise. He was okay. Decent backup guard, athletic. Remember the baby LeBron comparisons? Okay, you do remember that? Okay, let's not forget them now. But he was there. Um, he was a two-time member of the NBA defensive team. Uh, and you know what? He's expected to play a significant role in the, guards rota- in the guard rotation for the Clippers, which, like, let's be clear, he's going to have to. The Clippers went from Pat Bev, Reggie Jackson, and Rajon Rondo to... Just Jackson. Reggie is going to be worked to the bone. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I, I am for real. No? Yeah, the voice isn't there. I, I got it. I got it. Message received. I'll calm down. Anyway, speaking of Beverly, though, the dude was on the move again. So, yesterday, faster than you could say, grit and grind, the Grizzlies traded Pat Bev to the Minnesota Timberwolves for guard Jared Culver and forward Wancho Hernan Gomez. Again, sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski because sources tell ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski everything. Uh, this trade honestly feels like a win-win to me. I mean, with the trade, Minnesota gets the toughness and the leadership they need uh, from Beverly for its young developing roster. For what it's worth, Beverly expressed excitement to go to Memphis, uh, and now he's expressing excitement to go to Minnesota, telling KG on Twitter that he's going to make him proud. So we will see exactly what that means, but it should be a lot of fun for us to watch. Um, I'm definitely excited. You know, you have a, a career 39% three-point shooter in Pat Bev who knows how to get into um, players' grills and get them fired up if you're on his team and get them angry and annoyed if you're against them. And you know that he'll be bringing that to the table. Uh, hopefully putting more of a fire behind Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and I think can be to play very well alongside one, two, or both of them. And Beverly rubbing off of Anthony Edwards should be a lot of fun. Give the guy even more of an edge while he's already a monster. Like, just think about that. Meanwhile, if you're Memphis, you're pumped that you're able to keep adding young talent on the margins. You got Jared Culver. He's 22. was the sixth overall pick in the 2019 draft, which, I mean, it was certainly a choice, right? I'll say that. I mean, they drafted him over Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson, P.J. Washington, Tyler Hero. Jesus, Minnesota Q used some of that talent. But anyways, Culver averaged 5.3 points and 3.1 rebounds in 34 games last season, which if you didn't know, isn't a whole lot. Uh, Hernan Gomez, meanwhile, 25, averaged 7.2 points and 3.9 rebounds in 52 games last season, but his relationship with the Minnesota Timberwolves just quickly eroded, uh, and we pretty much knew it was an absolute certainty that he would not be returning to the Timberwolves. So the fact that the Grizzlies were able to get two young guys, uh, reclamation projects, if you will, uh, specifically more so in the case of Culver than for Hernan Gomez, is really cool for the Grizzlies to kind of continue to build to their core. I definitely think it's a much better fit um, for their roster and what they're working with, then, you know, just say Pat Beverly, um, even though I would have liked his fit there. But yeah, it should be really solid. I think Memphis did what they wanted to do anyway, which is to continue to kind of add young talent that can help them to be in a, I don't want to say level of contention, but level of competitiveness for years to come. So the Lakers are looking to make stuff happen. This is according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Uh, we already know they've been among the most active teams in free agency so far. But after they filled up their 12-man roster with a bunch of, you know, older vets and Hall of Famers and geriatric geezers, they are looking for depth, which is probably important because, you know, injuries probably will happen here. So, according to Chris Haynes, the Lakers have worked out 
Isaiah Thomas, Darren Collison, and Mike James. These three veteran point guards. As they try to add another guy behind Russell Westbrook and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, remember, Thomas, he has been an all-star. He's just had a hard time finding a home. It's been so sad to see since being injured from the Celtics and unceremoniously dealt from them. Uh, he did play LeBron James in Cleveland, but after that, you know, it was Denver, it was Washington, New Orleans. It's been a mess for him. On paper, he would be kind of weird. One of the Lakers team that has a lot of, like, ball handles and scores because, like, he holds the ball a lot and he's also not a great defender. But he did get a chance to work out personally with James and Westbrook. Um, and I, that's something. That's something. So we'll see how it all works out for him. Remember, he is someone who came off an 81-point game at the crossover Pro-Am tournament uh, last week in Portland. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be a downer, but it was probably the one person that was guarding him that was actually smaller than Isaiah Thomas. Now, like I said, Thomas has played um, over the last three seasons for parts of that year or different teams. So that is, you know, the Nuggets, the Wizards, and the Pelicans. He averaged 11 points, so he could still put the ball in the basket, but only 39% shooting, so obviously not very efficient. Darren Collison, that that surprises me because he played at UCLA with Westbrook. He had a decent career. He retired before 2019 free agency. People forget that. Uh, he considered returning during the following season, even attended the Lakers game, uh, with the owner Genie Bus to eventually maybe come back, but he ultimately remained retired. Now, this guy can knock down threes like no one's business. He led the NBA by making 46% of his threes in the 2017-2018 season. But, I, I don't know. Like, maybe? I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's going to be see, it's gonna be interesting to see how, um, how Darren Collison fits in and why he wants to come out of retirement. I mean, obviously he wants to come out of retirement because the game is still... Still, still the itch for him, but, like, it's funny. Mike James would be interesting. He really did well as a um, backup for the Nets last season. Can definitely fill it up, and it's someone that, if you're going to bring him as a third guard, you could do a whole lot worse. According to Haynes, the Lakers are also seeking another wing with one of their final roster spots, so that's interesting. Uh, apparently, uh, Jared Dudley is unlikely to return next season because of that roster crunch, and honestly, that's fine, because Jared Dudley doesn't play. He should just retire and be a coach. That is his best position, at least to me. I get him being beloved in the locker room, but just bring him as a coach, and then you'll be beloved in the locker room and be someone who's there long-term to help coach the team. This this other nonsense about having, like, a 12-13 man who can't play or won't play, I just don't get. Um, and apparently the Lakers are finally at that spot, too, because they're trying to be competitive. Then all their spots available to have guys who can actually play if and when called upon, and Jerry Dudley doesn't fit that criteria. He's like the opposite of Isaiah Thomas, where he's like, I fit all the criteria, but wasn't selected. You know, Dudley fits none of the criteria, but is somehow still selected. So, funny, funny, funny for him. All right, birthdays. Birthdays. Happy birthday to Willie Cauley-Stein. Yep, that's right, Willie Cauley-Stein. Drafted a couple years back. Drafted way too early, in my opinion. Um, he is 28. Uh, he was drafted 6th overall in the 2015 NBA draft, averaged 5 points and 4 rebounds per game with the Kings, with the Warriors for one year, or part of a year, and then with the Dallas Mavericks for two seasons so far. Um, was he drafted way early? Yes. Is he like that great a player? No. But he is still a solid pro and someone that you gotta give a shout out to. Speaking of Mike James, it is also his birthday today. The dude is 31. 
yes, Mike James has actually pretty healthy uh, seven points in, 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 well, career, eight points and just under four assists per game. Last year, he averaged seven points and four assists, uh, shooting 37, 35% from three for the Brooklyn Nets. The guy can fill it up. He's played parts of seasons with Phoenix, with the Pelicans, and, of course, with the Nets. And now he's trying to get a spot with the Lakers, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Orlando Magic forward Chumo Kiki is now 23. Happy birthday to him. Uh, so far, had a promising year in Orlando. Going to be really more impactful this year. And trying to figure out what position he is and, and where he is moving long term. Um, kind of big there. And uh, all-star, Fat Lever, this guy. One of the first triple-double guards around. Um, he is 61. From Arizona, I mean, from Arkansas, but he played in Arizona State, went to high school in Tucson, drafted 11th overall by the Portland Trailblazers in 1982, had a solid career. Uh, He played 11 seasons uh, with Denver, Portland, and Dallas, and he has career averages of 13 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. Wasn't a good three-point shooter, but for someone in the 6-3 frame, he could get up there, he could rebound, he could distribute the ball, and he could put it in the basket. All three levels, a precursor for the Russell Westbrooks and other triple-double guards that we have today, but in such a less physically imposing body. Really cool just to see that happen. Ricky Green is another guy, played 14 years in the NBA, uh, debuted in 1977 with the Golden State Warriors, where he was drafted 16th overall. He is 67 years old. Uh, played until he was 37 with the Dallas Mavericks in 1992. Crazy long career for him. Played with the Jazz, the 76ers, the Warriors, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Bucks, the Pistons, and, of course, the Celtics close it out. One of the fastest guards in the early 80s. Definitely make sure to look at him on YouTube if you hadn't heard of him before. And last but not least... Bogdan Bogdanovich, that's right, former King, current Hawk, is 29, drafted 27th overall by the Phoenix Suns, crazy to think that happened, um, they didn't keep him, but he averaged uh, for his career so far, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, had a great year in Atlanta last season, averaging a career-high 16 points, uh, as well as right-around career averages in rebounds and assists, shooting 43% from three, which is a career-high, and 47% overall from the field, also career-highs for him. Looking for another strong season this year with the Atlanta Hawks. We will see how he bounces back as he is square in his physical prime, and should be a lot of fun. But that's it for the birthdays. That's really it for Rumble Rumble. My voice is kind of meandering along, but... For me, that's okay, because we out of here. <laughs> Definitely make sure to check me out on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Make sure to check out HoopBall on Twitter at HoopBall. Tweets online, hoop-ball.com. We not through. It's not over. It's only the beginning. We're really going to crank this baby up moving forward. Got a bunch of great guests. Got a lot of great shows coming up. It's going to be a lot, but um, we're going to make it happen. The off season is here, but so are we. So definitely make sure to rock with your boy. Uh, until tomorrow, y'all, I am Frosty, y'all. Stay Frosty, and I will talk to y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.